Okay, first of all, um, let's pray for a bigger space. <laughs> for all of you who are involved in this with us, we just pray seriously. If you just put on your Lord, or the Lord puts it on your heart to pray, like, is there a bigger place that we can start meeting and, and we want to stay in this area, stay in Platte City, then, uh, then if the God brings it to you, let us know. <laughs> and uh, we, we really feel like my wife's really said this so many different times. There was a lady who prayed specifically that it would even be a place where someone would just give it to us. They just say, you know what, hey, why don't you just meet here? Just come and start meeting in this place. And it has to be a place there's some parking, a place for some space for some kids, and a place for coffee. You've got to have that. <laughs> and uh, just a place to worship together. So let's just pray that. So Lord, even right now, we just come to you and we pray that you would provide, continue to provide for our needs the way you've done so. We're here in this place because you have provided this space for us to be in, and we're thankful for it. God, we're thankful for the extra chairs that we found all over the building. Pray we know to get them back to the right place. But God, I pray that you would meet us here this morning. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to talk to you this morning about what it means to be devoted, and that word devoted or devotion, and it comes from the passage of Scripture that I was reading, so it kind of generated some thought in my mind. And so to be devoted is to have strong love or loyalty for something or for someone, to be devoted to something or someone, or to be steadfast and faithful. Another phrase is to endure, you know, because there's times where we want to give up, in particular, uh, whatever it is that we're going through or participating in, but it's to endure, so here's some examples, or actually, you know what, give me some examples of devotion, things people are devoted to, and then I'll, I have a few that I've written down here. So give me some examples of what people are devoted to. Just a winning football team. A winning football team, that's right. <laughs> Amen. Platte County Pirates right here, got a high school student, he gets up every morning, he's in the weight room by 6.15, because he's crazy. No, he's devoted. <laughs> he's devoted. All right, what else? A losing, we're devoted. Yeah, a lot of us are, are de devoted to a losing football team. What else? Someone said something over here? Families. Yeah, we're devoted to our families. That's a good. Jobs. Yeah, I got to de be devoted to your job. What else? Huh? Your faith? Yeah, devoted to faith. I'm devoted to those baked goods over there. Courtney put those together for us this morning. It was awesome. Someone else said something over here. Service. Devoted to service, devoted to serving others, to bless others, to help other people. Those are good things. Uh, family, this makes me think of marriage. And so today, it's their very first anniversary. A year ago today, my daughter and her husband were married. So they were devoted for one full year, many more to come. So give them a hand. Yay. Wow, it was one of the top days of my life to, to walk my daughter down the aisle. It was and it was good. It was it was good for that for me that day because I knew her husband was the kind of guy who's devoted to family and to faith and those kind of things. So you haven't disappointed me yet. So let's keep that keep that going. No pressure. Precious lady from the Baptist church who's meant so much to me and it's really just ministered to me over the years. She was just short of sixty three years of marriage when her husband passed away about a month before their sixty third anniversary. Precious lady. There was a lady here today that put on Facebook about a couple who had been married for 72 years. Talk about enduring, you know, and to be steadfast and faithful, 72 years, which that's amazing because most marriages don't make it to eight. The average is eight, less than eight years, 
And only 5% make it to 50 years. So we want to break that average, right? We want to do something about that. Ryan and Colleen just married just recently. I did their wedding. So we pray. I'm praying for 50 plus, all right? 50 plus for you guys. There was a lady that I knew that went to college later on in life, got her teaching degree and taught for 18 years. You think, well, that's not, that, not, that, not too long, but in dog years, that's a lot if you think about it. You know, because 18 years in the teaching profession is amazing when you consider that uh, it says they estimate that one-third of all new teachers leave after three years, and only 46% are gone after five. It's a, it's a, it's a grueling, it can be a grueling career, and so to stay 18 years, especially later on in life when you change careers and do something new, her husband worked at a local service station here for 27 years to work in the same industry and to... Yeah, how, how many people do you think recognize this guy when they see him? Um, usually you see him walking down the road. I used to see him a lot doing that. I know a gentleman who put 30-plus years in the police department. That's another career that could wear on you for sure. I was in youth ministry for 15 years plus, and in dog years, that's a lot too. That would have made me about 67 probably, if you figure it that way. There's a guy that's pretty special in our life. Started barbering when, in 1937. And just recently stopped cutting my hair, which is not that big of a task, but he still had a pretty steady hand at 90. He could still cut my hair. Taught me how to cut his hair. He obviously didn't care what he looked like, because I was not very devoted to that career. Uh, And what about LeBron James? Anybody know LeBron James? What is he devoted to? Money. There you go. No, now he's devoted to Ohio. He's going back to Cleveland, because that's where he, that's his family. So devotion A few things about devotion. Devotion is a choice. What we choose to be devoted to. It's a choice that we make. For one, there are many choices in the world that we live in today. Just even in religions alone. There's 19 major divisions in the world, subdivided into 270 different groups, larger and smaller ones. 34,000 separate Christian groups in the world. I mean, even in Platte cities, there's different groups you have the Methodist Church and the Baptist Church and the Lutheran Church and the different churches like that. So you got all these different groups. So in religion, there's many choices, many choices you could have made this morning. Now, we're excited that you made the choice to come here. We're glad that you're here. How about cars? Lots of different cars. A thousand different models of cars. How many of you, just raise your hand if you know what a frunk is? You got one, a frunk. Think about it. Put your mind, I see the, Brian, I see the wheels turning there. Frunk. There's a car that I didn't even know existed, and I followed it out of a housing edition the other day called a Tesla. How many of you know what a Tesla is? Yeah, a few, yeah? That is a sweet car. You can see it's very expensive, yeah, 90-some thousand dollars for the performance version, but it's a fully electric car, but that has a trunk in the front, a frunk. You learned something new at church today. Write that down. But you can store all kinds of stuff in that. And you can put your children in the back and seats that face back. Or you can sit seven people in this car. That's what we needed, honey, when we were younger. A frunk. That would have been fun. We could put kids in the frunk. That would have been awesome. When they were misbehaving, just stick them right there. Not very safe. <laughs> How many of you ever had a station wagon years ago that had the seats in the back, that little rumble seat in the back? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. We had a green one with, like, the panel on the outside, the brown paneling. That was a great car. Devotion requires courage. When you're going to be devoted to something, it's going to require 
courage. Last night, a few of us got together and we watched the Braveheart movie. How many of you guys have seen Braveheart? Yes. A few of you, yeah. It's kind of a gruesome movie, but, but in the movie, yeah, in the movie, um, there was a scene where William Wallace tells Robert the Bruce, he said, men do not follow titles. They follow courage. He goes, you need to lead us. Lead us to freedom. If you lead, I'll follow. But men do not follow titles. They follow courage. Some incredible stories in First Chronicles <clears throat> where David, uh, the King David, uh, these men, the men hear about him. It's kind of like William Wallace. They, they desert wherever they're from, and they come to follow David as he leads because he's a man of courage. They hear about his, the stories of David, and they, they want to follow a person like that, someone who's not afraid to do whatever it takes. And so they come and they follow. There's a story about a few of these guys who break through some, the enemy lines to go get David a drink of water, and they bring it back to David. And David was so amazed by their devotion to him that he poured it out as an offering before the Lord. He doesn't, he, he's just like, that devotion is so amazing to me. I, don't, I feel like I would be taking advantage of it. And so he poured it out before the Lord. I don't know, what were, the, what were those guys thinking? Wait a minute, whoa, whoa, wait, we just risked our life, and you're just going to pour it out? Just like give us a drink if you're going to just waste it. So courage is, is something that we must have if we're going to be devoted to something or someone. Devotion requires sacrifice. Now, we certainly see that in marriage. No matter whether you've been married a year, a few weeks, or 50 years, we, we know that it requires sacrifice. I did actually run into a couple at, the, at Dan and Janae's wedding. Dan and Janae are here. They just got married recently. And so this couple, they had been, you know how they do the dance at the, you know, where all the couples get out and they start dancing. And it's like, if you've been married less than five hours, you have to leave the, the dance floor. And then it goes up to five years, you know, and then everybody just leaves. Well, they, these two couples were left. One couple had been married it's like 62 years. And so they were sitting there and I sat down with them. I said, all right. I say, tell me the secret. What's the secret? And so, you know, the typical joke would be just do whatever she tells you, all right? Just do whatever she tells you, and you'll be good to go. And part of that's true. But he said it's communication. He said just communicate. Talk. We just we talk. We, we just talk together throughout the day. And he said that's, that's what makes the difference. We, just, we know each other, and we talk to each other. We see dedication or devotion in sports. We talked about that a little bit earlier. What about Olympic athletes? They literally spend their whole life training for this one particular moment, for this one goal. They are devoted. I, I think back when I, I look back at my own, like, very so average career in high school sports, and I think, I wasn't really that devoted. I mean, I was for the season. Like, it was football season, oh, I was devoted. And then that, that was over, we threw the football down, then we picked up another ba a ball, you know, picked up basketball. And I was only devoted for a short period of time. I definitely wasn't that devoted in the summer. I was more devoted to the swimming pool and hanging out with um, my friends. We have a group of people that come here every single Sunday morning. And they're here before the doors even get open. And they are ready to set up and make this thing happen. 20 people, at least. Because they're devoted Certainly not to me. Well, maybe there's a little bit of it is to me. But they're devoted to a cause, to a task, something that is important. And it does require some sacrifice. You know, it, could just be, it could be easier, right, just to go to a church where everything's done for you. You just walk in, participate, and leave. But they're devoted to what's going on here. Well, I think what we're devoted to 
matters. Do you agree with me? What it is that we're devoted to really matters. And I have a video clip. Actually, this is what kind of got me started on this whole Braveheart idea. But I want to show you this, this clip, and it kind of feeds into what we're talking about this morning. William Wallace, you stand in taint of high treason. Against whom? Against your king. Have you anything to say? Never in my whole life did I swear allegiance to him. It matters not. He is your king. Confess and you may receive a quick death. Deny and you must be purified by pain. Do you confess? Do you confess? Then on the morrow you shall receive your purification. Your Highness. I will see the prisoner. We've got orders from the king that nobody. The king will be dead in a month and his son is a weakling. Who do you think will rule this kingdom? Now open this door. Majesty. Come on, filth, up on you. Stop it. Leave me. I said leave me. you to confess all and swear allegiance to the king that he might show your mercy. Will you show mercy to my country? Mercy is to die quickly. Perhaps even live in a tower. In time, who knows what can happen. If you can only live. If I swear to him, Dead already. <laughs> we'll die, it will be awful. Every man dies. Now every man really lives. The truth is, every one of us are going to die. And when I saw that, I thought about the fact that what we're devoted to is the thing that matters the most. Are we truly living? Does, do we really live? And I think what we're devoted to or what we choose to, to, to devote ourselves to matters in this life. It matters not only for this life, but it could matter for eternity as well. Every man dies, but not every man really lives. And so I got to thinking about this. What is it that we're devoted to? And I really believe if we're going to live, truly live before we die, we must make this decision to be devoted to the right thing. Brazil soccer team, <laughs> their fans, devoted? <laughs> A little crazy. 
And sometimes I think, you're, just, you're losing your mind. It's just a game. But yet it's what really matters to them. And I think sometimes devotion, if we devote ourselves to the wrong thing, it could, could cause negative things in our life. Is that true? I think that's a reality. I mean, because if, if what we are devoted to really matters, if we devote ourselves to the wrong thing, like if we confess our allegiance to the wrong thing, it could end up costing us everything. That's how a lot of marriages end. Because we devote ourselves to the wrong thing or to the wrong one. It ends up causing problems later on. Jesus even said that you cannot serve two masters. You'll love one and hate the other. Now he was talking about God and he was talking about money. Also, he said that for where your treasure is or where your devotion is, that's where your heart will be. So like our, our heart follows where we choose to devote ourselves or the things we choose to devote ourselves to. The greatest commandment, he said, was to love God with everything that you have. So in a sense, he's saying the greatest commandment is devote yourself fully to God. The one who created you and breathed life into you in the first place. Devote yourself fully to him. And, and, you're, and we're here this morning, you're like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, we get that. That's pretty elementary, right? But I think daily we must do a, a check, kind of a check and balance in our life. Okay, what am I really, really devoted to? What am I truly passionate about? What am I really living my life or who am I really living my life for? David, the one I was speaking about earlier, King David, he prayed in Psalm 86. He said, teach me your way, Lord, that I might rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I might fear your name. I will praise you, Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. So what is it that determines the level of our devotion? Like, I don't know if there's like certain levels, like if you had like a scale or whatever. It, when we first started meeting in this room, there was a, a poster on the back of the wall, and I always meant to refer to it, but I for, always forgot. Well, then they moved it, and they moved it into the room next door. So I took, <clears throat> so I took a picture of it. You're like, why is he getting on his phone? I got a text message I got to take care of. I'm devoted to my social media. No, that's something that we are definitely devoted to. They talked about the hours wasted on Facebook. I've, I'm guilty. And so this, uh, I want to talk about this picture real quick. So talking about levels of devotion or, or even what it is, that, or what's the motivating force behind our, de- our devotion, here's what, uh, here, this poster is like an intensity, uh, like levels of intensity in your workout is what it is like. So it starts out with um, level one, okay, we're okay to go, all right? Feel great, breathing normally. <laughs> so I'm, I'm devoted, I'm feeling good, I'm ready to go. Uh, very, very light intensity. I feel terrific. I don't even feel like I'm exerting myself. Is that kind of where our devotion is? I can, even, I can do this all day. That's like, the, I do a, a cycling class on Fridays. It's like the warm-ups. That feels pretty good. I could ride, yeah, and then they start to kill you. Very light intensity. This is fun. I could go on forever. Light intensity. I can tell I'm exercising. I feel good. I can, I can start to feel it now. I'm sweating a little. I'm working. That's moderate. That's like right in the middle. A little higher now. I'm exercising harder than I thought I would. Then I thought, I'm extra, oh no, it says I'm exercising harder than I thought I would. <laughs> I felt that way. I'm devoted more than I thought I would be. This is, it still feels pretty good though. 
And then it goes to intense. This workout is hard. That's all right. I can endure. I can take it. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. You felt like that way in your career sometimes or even in your marriage? This marriage, this is hard. This is hard work. But I'm okay. I can do it. I can take it. Now it goes into very intense. This is difficult. I'm breathing hard. I'm not sure how long or how long I can go. Then it's like very, very intense. I'm very uncomfortable. I can't talk in a normal tone of voice. I should slow down. (laughs) Ever felt like the way sometimes in our schedules we get a little overdevoted to certain things? Like, I should probably stop. This is not going to be good if I keep going. And then maximum intensity is I'm completely exhausted. I must slow down immediately. So are there levels to our devotion? Or what is, it that, what is the motivating factor behind our, de- our devotion? So what is it that compels us or moves us forward? Is it, is it money? Is it power, just to have some authority? Those are all pretty motivating things in the world we live in, for sure. There's no way around it. Or is it love? I mean, what, what was it that motivated William Wallace? Well, for one, it was for, to avenge his lady because he lost his wife. And part of it was is to, to avenge his country because he was devoted to his country. But love is a very powerful force. So let's look at Acts chapter 2. Now we, did, we actually, someone donated some Bibles to us. So if you didn't bring your own Bible with you, you have no excuse to not have a Bible in your hand now because they're everywhere. Look under your chair. I'm not going to tell you what page is on. You're going to have to figure it out for yourself. If you have signal, you can use your phone. My, like I said, my phone is, all I can do is take pictures of my phone in this room. So Acts chapter 2, because I want to, I want to look back to where we were last week and where we left off. And as we look at this, I want you to be thinking about this, this idea of devotion, requiring sacrifice, it takes courage, what we're devoted to matters, and what's the motivating factor behind our devotion. And, and as you're, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and as you're getting there, this is a thought that I have, I promise you, every single week. I am very humbled and honored to get to stand before you every Sunday. I, I'm almost a little giddy about it at times. And I just want to say thank you. Just thank you for, for being here. Thank you for, for being devoted to, to the Lord and being devoted to, to come. And, to, and maybe your level of devotion is like, well, one. <laughs> and you're like, ah, I'm here. Or maybe it's a 10, I don't know. But we're just thankful that you're here. So where do we leave off last week? So it was right after Peter preaches this powerful, spirit-filled message. The people were cut to the heart. They, they asked Peter, what, is, what, are we, what should we do now? And he tells them to repent and be baptized, every one of them, in the name of Jesus. They do. The church is born. 3,000 people came to, the, came to the Lord that day. 3,000 people from all over. And that wasn't just people that were in that particular community, but they were from all over. If you read in the beginning of, of Acts chapter 2, it says they were from all these different places, and now they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ with this idea of saying, now we have forsaken everything else that we've known up to this point, and now we're going to be devoted, we're going to follow Jesus. And Jesus, and so the teaching was going on there, and that's where all of the followers were, and so they're like, all right, we're all in. 
We had, to, we had Bible study on Tuesday morning. One of the gentlemen said they had burned their ship. In a sense, they had said, you know what? We're, we're not going back. We're going to burn our ship. We're staying here. And a lot of them, I'm sure, didn't have, like, they didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. They didn't really know him. They had heard stories about him. They, maybe some of them had even heard about the crucifixion. I mean, that was a big deal in that particular in that area, so I'm sure they might have heard about it. Maybe even some of them saw Jesus walk by with the cross. Maybe they were even in the crowd yelling, crucify. Who knows what their level of commitment or their, um, their level of knowledge of who Jesus was. But when they heard Peter's message, they put their faith in Jesus. They heard and they believed. They didn't have an opportunity to sit in some class to come, you know, like, let's just, can I just sit in the class, tell me more about this Jesus and and then I'll, I'll decide whether I'm going to be devoted to him or not. It wasn't academic at all. It was something that was it moved upon their heart. And they decided to follow him. So in Acts chapter 2, we kind of look at what was the result. Well, the church was born. And in verse 42, it says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So quickly, just tell me, what were they devoted to? What does Scripture say? What does it say? You can say it out loud. They're, they were devoted to the teaching, okay, to the apostles' teaching, what it is, that the instructions, the, saying that they were, the message they were spreading, which was obviously about the death and resurrection of Jesus. Fellowship, they were devoted to one another. And we're going we're gonna to unpack these a little bit over the next few weeks. What else? To the breaking of bread. All right, so they were devoted to eating together and to the Lord's Supper, but it, I think it means both. And what else? And they were devoted to prayer. This phrase, they devoted themselves to. And then you could just like put a semicolon there or a colon. Which one would it be? I don't know. You know. Thank you. Semicolon. She's a teacher. <laughs> Thank you very much. And then after that, they, they devoted themselves to, and then you could go from there. Matter of fact, we were talking about this a little bit when we were together on Tuesday mornings. Here's a good, good way to memorize Scripture, Okay. And so let's just, let's just do this together as a group. Okay, so just repeat this after me. They, they devoted. They devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to. Okay, see where I'm going? Keep repeating that over and over and over again. But if you just look at it word for word, who's they? Yeah, the early believers, right? The follow, the people they had just talked about. They, all these people, they, what did they do? They devoted themselves, right? All right, see, you just break it down a little bit at a time, and you see, you can spend, you can spend a long time just on one verse, one, just three words or whatever. They devoted themselves. In the Greek, the word is proskarterio which means to persist, persevere in, continue steadfast in, and wait upon. 
like they said, we're not going anywhere. We're staying right here. We're going to keep doing this. We're not going to give up. Now, the truth is we've all felt that way about something in our life, right? Like a diet. This is it. I'm not going to eat any more white sugar. I'm just going to like be focused and disciplined until I get here and I see muffins <laughs> and cookies. <laughs> It's like, oh, now the test is here. It's like it's easy to be devoted when there's no temptation. It's when there's the temptation to go away from that. But so they, so they give us this early example of the things that they were devoted to, and we'll unpack the, those things as we go. Do you believe that there was sacrifice and there was, that required courage for the early followers of Jesus to be devoted to these things? Yeah. They left behind. Some of them left behind their na the nation that they were from. Maybe left behind a career, even, even families, which that seems kind of harsh, but it's a reality. Some of them weren't accepted in their family anymore. Because of their, their faith in Jesus, it was not popular, and they're like, you know what? You can't live here with us. It still happens in the world today. If you're going to be devoted to Jesus Christ in some countries, you might end up dying. You might definitely be, end up being sent away from your family. All of the early disciples, all of the disciples except for one, the early followers of Jesus, his disciples, what he called his disciples, every single one of them were martyred for their faith except for one. That requires some devotion to be steadfast and to be faithful. I know this might be, come as a surprise to you, but Jesus was devoted. And you're like, oh, we knew that, right? That's elementary. But you know what Jesus was devoted to? He was devoted to doing the will of his Father. On one occasion, he told his disciples that his food, like his sustenance, was to do the will of his Father. Like, that's why I'm here. To do what my Father has asked me to do. He would even say, I would only speak of what my Father would tell me to speak. He said, I always do what pleases him. My devotion is to the Father. So Jesus' motivation, ultimately, was to please his Father. To do what his Father has, has asked him to do. Now I know this is not always a reality in the world that we live in, but I want you to think about this. Even as a child, young people, listen, your motivation should be to do what pleases your parents. To honor them, even sometimes when they're not worthy of being honored. You do it anyway because you know it's the right thing to do. And there are times where we, we want to, but yet we mess up. And I get that. I, I, my mom could tell you there was times where I did not honor her. But that, is our, that should be our goal. Our motivation is to honor our mother and father. And, there's, and the Bible says there's a blessing that comes with it. Actually, it's a promise. There's a blessing that comes with that. So Jesus' devotion was to honor his father. And ultimately, as we think about it, his devotion also was to you and me. And he proves that. I mean, it's one thing to say you're devoted to something, right? It's one thing to say you're devoted to it, but it's a whole other thing to actually show it. To actually live it out couple stand before me I will honor you I will cherish you I will love you and I will protect you forsaking all others as long as we both shall live 
those words are easy that day. <laughs> They're harder <laughs> as the years go by. Jesus was devoted. Look at Philippians chapter 2. One of my favorite, favorite passages of Scripture about Jesus is actually called the Christ hymn. Philippians chapter 2. And this is at verse, let's start at verse 6. <clears throat> Speaking about Jesus, Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. Jesus, so here it says, who, and we know it's Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus' devotion took him from equality with God in heaven to come to live on earth, not to rule as a king like the king in the movie Braveheart. <laughs> but to, camp, to come and rule as a servant king. To serve and to love and become obedient even to death on a cross. His motivation was to bring glory to his father because at the end of verse 11 it says that every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's for the glory of the Father. Is the, re, is the why Jesus was so devoted to leave everything in heaven and come to earth. Did it require sacrifice? Absolutely. Did it require courage? Of course it did. Humanity. He put on skin. He took up flesh like you and me so that he could understand what it is that we go through. I once heard a guy say, there's no way Jesus could understand the temptations I've gone through. I've been addicted to crack. Jesus has never experienced that. I said, brother, let me tell you something. Jesus had the devil himself in his faith, tempting him with the power of the, of the universe. And Jesus said, no. <laughs> Jesus understands your temptation. He knows. When you feel like giving up, he understands. Matter of fact, in Scripture, later on it says that when Jesus was getting ready to be crucified... He prayed that he would do his Father's will. He prayed that his Father would be glorified. And then he was in the garden and he said, God, is there any possible way? Is there any other way we could accomplish what you want me to accomplish? But nevertheless, God, it's about what you want me to do, not what I want to do. And a lot of times when it comes to devotion, we have to put ourselves aside. And we have to put something greater in front of us to be our motivation. Jesus' devotion was not cautious. It was extravagant. One more passage of Scripture that I want to share with you. Actually, there's maybe a couple more, but one is in the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews chapter 12. Another 
good encouragement for us. As we think about being steadfast and being devoted to the right thing, Jesus was devoted all the way through the cross. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer or the author and the perfecter of faith, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is motivation for us that we can be devoted to whatever it is that we're facing. I mean, Jesus motivated through the suffering of the cross. And so when we are in in moments where we, we just want to give up. The intensity is too great. We can't go on anymore. We just say, you know what, it's done. I'm done. I just, I got to stop immediately. It says, consider him who endured such opposition. Consider him who was so devoted to his father's will. Consider him who is so devoted to you and to me. Because some would say the joy set before Jesus on the other side of the cross was you and me. I think it was both. I think it was the glory of the Father and you and me. I think it's a package deal. What brings glory to the Father is people who put their faith and trust in his Son. It's like it's this never-ending circle of love. It just cannot be contained. When Jesus pursued through the cross to rescue you and me, it brought glory to the Father. And it is our motivating factor to be devoted today. That's what it is. Nothing else. If it's for any other reason that we follow, you know, go to church and try to be a good person, we cannot do it apart from Christ. He is our motivation. And in Romans chapter 12, it says that you should offer yourself to him as a living sacrifice. Why? Because Christ has already given you a reason to do that. Because he's already given you mercy. His love and His mercy is our motivation to be devoted to Him. And so this morning, I just, I just want you to do me a favor. I just want you to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to think about, ultimately, what is your level of devotion to the Lord? I mean, for some of you, I understand this is, is, some of this is new, and you're just now learning. Maybe you're like those early followers. You just put your trust in Jesus, you show up, and you're like, okay, now what's next? And you're just learning, and you're at a one, but you're here. You're in the class. So where, what is your level of devotion? And I know this is always one of those those awkward moments when we come to the end of the service, we're like, all right, now what, now what is the pastor going to ask us to do? Is there, is there going to be a response? Do I need to respond? Maybe some of you are feeling like, I need to respond. But to, in order to be devoted, it's going to take some courage to step forward. It's going to take 
maybe some sacrifice to say no to other things that we've been devoted to so I can say yes to the thing that really matters because the truth is, is we're all going to die. And the question is, but are you really living? And so we always will have a song at the end so that you can, we can sing one more time, we can process what it is that we've learned today. And, and we, we've really wrestled with this a lot. I think the reason why we've wrestled with this is because it's so important. If you, we're going to stand when we sing. We don't stand right now, but we'll stand when we sing. But if you want someone to pray with you, just about anything, just about anything, let's, let's do this. Just slip over to, to the door, and there'll be some people that are, have badges on. And if you want someone to pray with you, then say, you know what, I just really, I'm at a one and I want to be at a ten. <laughs> and I just want someone to pray with me. I'll be over there and we'll just, there's a room next door. We'll just slip out into the room next door and we'll just pray. And then you can catch back up with your family members afterwards. And so that's up to you. It's, it's just time for you to, to say, you know what, Jesus left heaven and came to earth. I can leave my chair <laughs> and I can come to him whatever God's put on your heart this morning. So, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and I pray that you would speak truth to the lives and the hearts and the ears of these people that are here today. These are your children. These are the ones, these are your joy, Jesus. And you endured the cross for them. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.